guys, it's Casual Friday. That means it's Nasty Mass Friday. And tonight, we're going to be comparing Poltergeist and Ghosts. We'll be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. Happy Friday before Christmas. How is everybody doing? Good, good, good. Because they're falling over again. I have had a bizarre after a couple hours, I'll tell you. It has been really bizarre. My name is Charlotte. I'll tell you about it in a second. And I'm going to be your host for the next hour or so. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of lovely Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have a paranormal need, we can help you out. It might take us a couple days. California is a big state, but we will help you out. In the case that it does take us a couple days to get you, we do have mediums on staff that can call you and consult and, and see what and see what they can see. And if it is something paranormal, they can call the energy down before we get out there. You can find us on Facebook under California Haunts, California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team, California Haunts Radio, uh, California Haunts Events. California, yeah, California Haunts Special Events. You can find us on their Sacramento Sears. So you can find us over there. Now, you can find us over at Twitter under California Haunts. You can find us at Twitch under Cal Haunts. And I just disappeared like Mario. It's going to be that kind of day. And you can find us over at TikTok under California Haunts. And we do have a California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team meetup. Go to meetup.com and just Google us in. And we also have a uh, Discord. And we are uh, under... California Haunts, I believe, and you guys would be my ghostly groupies if you go to Discord to find us. It's a fun place. Chit-chat, 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 all that good stuff. Okay, well, I'll tell you a little bit about my afternoon. I'm going, I'm going to be doing this uh, gingerbread house building thing on TikTok tonight, and I wanted to make sure that I had uh, vanilla frosting, so I decided to go to the Dollar Tree. I come in here. I took the day off because we were live last night, so I took the day off, and I come in here to put my contacts in because I do wear corrective lenses as dmv likes to put it and i put the first one in and i don't know what happened to it i don't know if i put it in or it fell away or what and the problem with these contacts is, is they're, they're really thin so they they feel really good so i i'm thinking it didn't go in right so i grab another contact i go to put that in i start to raise it to my eye and that falls off can't find it so I went ahead, grabbed another one, put that in, got that done. And, you know, and I'm, and I'm looking at my eyes, trying to see if, I'm, if, if it's dry and I'm feeling that the, the lost contact. Haven't felt it. So maybe it flipped off and I didn't see it. Who knows? I mean, the whole day's been bizarre. So I get in the car, grab my stuff, get in the car, and I go over to the dollar store, get there and realize I don't have my bag. So then I have to come all the way home, pick that up, go back to the dollar store, did my shopping. Um, I was going to buy, I was going to, I was buying some batteries today for, the boom box, so we have a little bit of music to decorate by, and so I bought four batteries and not realizing I needed six. So that's how my day's been. I get home, lost my car keys, found those. It's just been that kind of afternoon, you know, <laughs> and here I am. So uh, I barely made it in here to get the show going, and I'm glad we had the intro from last week because otherwise we wouldn't have had an intro tonight. It's been one of those days. So what I decided to do is I'm going to relax a little bit, and I've got this puppy right here. Check this out. Look at that. It says, let's get lit, my flask, right? So I'm going to have a little touch. I'm going to have a little touch of this. Mm -mm -mm. And it's all in fun because it's full of eggnog. So <laughs> I've got eggnog in my flask. The way my nerves went today, there should have been a hell of a lot more in my flask. Anyway, so the great mystery of contacts. So uh, 
I don't think it's in there. So, you know. Okay. Anyway, getting back to the show. Last night, we did our drive-through. We didn't get a chance to get over to uh, the Theater of Lights last night because the traffic was so bad. Oh, it was so foggy, too. And so by the time we would have gotten over there, there would be no time to park or anything like that. So we decided to switch it up, and we did the drive-through with the lights in the fabulous 40s. And that was really cool. Really cool place to go. I mean, I like doing my Christmas lights in my yard, but these guys, they go all out. I want to thank Michelle for the nice donation she gave me last night. I really appreciate that. And I'm going to get that soldier. I swear I am. I was driving along and mentioning how much I wanted a wooden soldier, like a six-foot wooden soldier. And so Michelle went ahead and donated some money towards that. So hopefully everything goes on sale after Christmas, right? Hopefully I'll be able to maybe pick some up for next year. But anyway, I want to welcome everybody. We are going to be talking about, we're going to continue a discussion we had last week on, is it a ghost or a poltergeist? And I know Nancy's got some stories and information, and I have a few investigation stories that I can share with you guys about poltergeist cases that we have handled. And one of them was really, really uh, complex, really complex, to where it took me like a month to figure out after we did the investigation. So we're going to get into talking about that stuff. And uh, the schedule... For us, tonight I'm going to be doing a live ginger. So now that I have frosting, I'm going to be doing a live gingerbread uh, house decoration on TikTok tonight. That's going to be probably 8 39 o'clock because I have a class to teach right after this show. And then tomorrow we are going to be out at the Theater of Lights. We're going to get there extra early so we can find parking. And I'm going to go do a live stream out at Theater of Lights so you guys can be looking for that tomorrow. And then Sunday I'm supposed to be at the Cal Expo event. It's called Imagination and it's all kinds of lights. And so I will be going live from there as well on Sunday. Um, I don't have a good battery in my phone, and that's going to have to be without a power brick. So I will probably only last about an hour, if that. So that, you know, be on the lookout for that. But it's all going to be done via StreamYard, maybe. I don't know. Uh, tomorrow definitely will be StreamYard. And then, or I could go, yeah. Yeah, tomorrow will definitely be streaming. I'm still making decisions because if I if I use if I use Facebook or YouTube, I have to put an external mic on, which will draw more power out of my phone. So it's definitely going to be Streamyard tomorrow, and it'll be Streamyard on Sunday as well. Okay, that being said, I'm going to shut up now. If you uh, like the show tonight and you're watching, say from Facebook, I would really appreciate if you would leave us a thumbs up, happy face, show, you know, just show us some love, and comment if you're in the chat room. Because what that does is Facebook gets the attention, puts this up to, to the FYP, and spreads this out to more people. If you're home tonight, you're watching this, and you think it's a pretty good show, share it. Yeah, be sure to share it as well. Because we are trying to get out there to, to, to a bigger audience, so that would help. And uh, again, uh, please follow us on Facebook. YouTube, we've got over, over 800 videos over there, all of this show, all the different topics. So if you can help us out over there, if you haven't done so already, to subscribe, that would be great. Uh, our subscribers have gone up substantially in the last couple months, and I'm really excited about that. And it's the same thing over there. If you're, if you're watching from YouTube tonight, you like what you hear, please feel free to uh, hit those like buttons, comment, and do all that stuff because YouTube sees that as FYP. All right? Same thing with Twitch. Twitch works the same way. Okay. Well, I'm going to bring Nancy in. I'm done talking and uh, just blowing off the steam. <laughs> Uh, for tonight, and hopefully I'll find two more batteries for my uh, boombox. I know you guys, don't, you young kids, don't know what boomboxes are. This is what we had to listen to these big radio things when we were growing up. Anyway, okay, I'll bring Nancy in, and it's uh, happy holidays to everybody. Oh, I put this at these darn. Okay, so I'm trying to. I forget that RSS feed is only voice headsets. Yeah. Why? Why fix the hair? Right, headset. Right. So I'm like you. I have lots of earbud yeah. things, but they don't feel comfortable to me. Yeah, um, I was able. Yeah, absolutely, they're... That's <laughs> you what they're have for. to tell the people who are listening and don't have visual. That is um, night nightmare before Christmas. Yes. Santa hat. I have... Yes. And I have... you have both the male and female leads holding hands. I got Jack hands. and Sally on my hat. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have the red with the white knob at the end, like Santa would yeah. wear. <clears throat> so yep. last week we did uh, Ghost versus Poltergeist, and I had a lot of information. Go back and listen and get some names of authors that you might be interested in. This week, she talked to me about how many cases that we could talk about, and I did think of several. But I also want to bring up things that maybe could be a trigger for you to experience poltergeist activity. And you might want to think, oh, 
we have a ghost in the house, we're being tormented as demons, it's all kinds of things. And I think the universe is so amazing. I could be absolutely wrong. There could be demons floating between the dimensions, but I have not experienced it. I've been doing this for 33 years, virtually every day, talking to spirit people. And there was only one lady in all my years. I was taking the Course of Miracles, and this sweet woman came up to me. I don't know what I said that she thought I would know how to help her. <laughs> but she said, I need some help. Can you answer a question for me? I go, of course. And she says, I was in the kitchen. And please, if you're listening, give me a call because I remember so clearly. After the Course of Miracles over, we were chatting. And this lady asked me, she says, I need some help. Can you help me? I go, well, of course. <laughs> right? And this was 1986. She says, I was in the kitchen. And she had a galley kitchen where... You have the window with one long uh, countertop, and right behind you is the stove. And then to her right was the dining room, like many homes of uh, the 60s, 70s. Uh, and while she was standing there, she heard this noise that she couldn't quite, un it was a noise. That's all she said, a noise. And, but, and to her horror, she looked over to the right, and a big dog came through her wall. And oh. the dog was way bigger than it should be, way bigger than she would be aware of what kind of dogs are out there. Well, we know there's some specialty dogs that are being bred today, very hairy, very large. In fact, there's one, uh, I don't know, Japan or China, and it's huge, like two human beings big, and it flops around, has a big, but this one was um, coarser hair, more like a wolf, but larger. And she says it was just so ugly. And I really can't answer how a dog would know what it looked like. Um, we have pets. Uh, my cats are pure black. Wait a minute. I think they got some gray in there now. One has a little patch of white somewhere on his chest. Anyway, they have never looked in a mirror. They have looked in the window at themselves. Would, would they know? Now they recognize each other. But if one died, would it know what to look like? Well, a lot of our domestic animals do come into the bedroom while we dress a lot of people have big window mirrors on their doors, such as closets. Maybe they glance over there. I know that we have birds, parrots that can look at each other, and they look in a mirror. We always give. I've had parrots, and you give a mirror, and they think there's another person, another parrot with them. So, <clears throat> my uh, suggestion would be that they could see themselves in a pond that's frozen over. The wolf, absolutely, identification. And a long time ago, I read an article about. What's the point of consciousness? And the mm -hmm. conscious, the article was talking about was when we are self-aware, like if a child sees itself in a mirror and it goes goo-goo, <laughs> and all of a sudden it realizes it's itself. That's the point of consciousness, awareness. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's something to it that if they know what they look like, then perhaps they can create themselves in a ghostly manner. Or was she and I talking about something that's extraordinary, a bleed through. And that is something we all talk about, that man hat, the hat man. Absolutely. Is that a bleed through or is that a spirit person? Uh, not quite uh, formed, but yet, how many times have you heard of the expression, oh, we had a hat man visitation? So there's all kinds of ways that we see spirit kind, which it can be very upsetting to us. Absolutely. But poltergeist is a whole different storyline. And I'm people call me, I get wound up, I get so excited when I do. <laughs> and in many lectures, they say, Oh my gosh, as you have a big eye, you have such a big energy field around you, huge, huge. And I used to think, Well, what are they talking about? Well, I stopped and started realizing when I give a talk, and my voice is a little uh, dry tonight. I apologize, I do have a coffee. <laughs> I talked a few hours today. Hold on, hmm. I get um energized doing this you'll hear intuitive like myself and we we do this and it's tiring but when we get done with session it's kind of like my form of meditation it steps me out of my life story into your story and it's so refreshing uh to help somebody it's exciting to help somebody it's gratifying it's service mm -hmm. and so when i get done i'm all relaxed because i've dealt with somebody else's world I get back in mind and I feel better. <laughs> and sometimes I think maybe clients use us, people like myself, to load and get rid of and cleanse and feel better. 
Absolutely, absolutely. But in that meantime, sorry, cats, sorry. Uh, in the meantime, they're exploding energy when they're talking to them. Oh, my God. And I get crying and wailing and yelling. And uh, uh, little ladies call me up screaming. I'm not. And I go, well, I just listen. I just hold my, sometimes it's so loud I have to move my earbuds away from my ear. <laughs> but you have to. You have to release it. It's that bottling up. But what happened? <laughs> He's just attacking me. I'm ignoring the cat. Talk about the black one. He must have heard me say it. Anyway, so what happens on their end, they're exploding. And it's right. shooting off in all directions. Mm -hmm. And I, I probably wouldn't give it as much thought. Shar and I talk about poltergeist, and we had several cases in the last year. And I was kind of thinking about this is kind of like something's going on here. And it's evident that energy is shooting off in all directions. And so with that, we are people like myself, psychic muse, we're allowing that release at their end to happen versus they're verbally exploding and hurting mm -hmm. someone else's soul. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is that person's fault, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's our misinterpretation. Or maybe they had a misinterpretation of the one they were yelled at or upset about. And that has to be cleared up, but you can do it as softer soul, softer mm -hmm. um, tone. My, uh, everything, Shar has had a bad day, look at me. Um, so <laughs> at the same time, right? I've had a shopping day. Everybody. <laughs> oh my, my God, I wouldn't said, go shopping today either. I was a dollar store. Right? <laughs> well, anyway, it's a long story. It was like a gasoline errands my husband come back from golfing and he said i wouldn't go if i were you i said i'm not going tomorrow <laughs> ask me today this is not like you anyway uh so instead of exploding at a spouse i'd rather you explode with me because mm -hmm. you're not gonna hurt my feelings i have to allow you to be on the path you're at and we you I have to allow it to be where i'm at go ahead char i can verify for that for the phone calls because i know even as a paranormal investigator when I get that first initial phone call, that's when the exploding happens. You know, when they're talking mm -hmm. to me and telling me about what's going on. And it's because they've been carrying this for however long they've been carrying it. And they're, yes. you know, a lot of them are afraid of it. And uh -huh. so that's what you're, 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 you're their link to, you know, make it all better. Yeah. And so yes. gonna, it's, it's, like, it's like being a psychiatrist. They're just going to blurt it all out. It's amazing and, you know, how... That's Ahead, well, it's sorry, amazing sweetie. how when you get on scene to do the actual prelim, and uh -huh, now that they've uh -huh. all this out, now you're talking to them, and they're like, oh, the door opens by itself, and eh, this has happened. So and it's calmer. It's a nothing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like a nothing. It's a nothing. But the, but the initial phone call is just like a 30-minute boom, 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 boom. But that's okay. That's what we're here for. I mean, that's, I mean, you're scared. You know, I've experienced stuff, obviously, for 18 years. You're just experiencing this in your home or your, or your or wherever you're at. And that's what we're here for. To hear you. Okay, to he's going to calm down now. He's close. <laughs> they, I uh, put a, for those who are listening. I have a, um, what, a shelving behind me, so I put a, a panel up. And the minute I put that up, he gets anxious because he knows I'm going to be tied up for a while. <laughs> Before we continue today, yes. I saw the coolest program by accident. What's that? I came across it. It's called Doctor Death. Uh. Okay. And it's on, it, 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 I'm going to plug them, you know, because who knows what happens when you plug things. It's on Peacock. It's only in two seasons. I saw the first season. And it's about these doctors that have been arrested for for murdering their, their patients. Mm, murdering their patients. Mm. And the first one was this guy that he was a, uh, what, you, what do they call the nerve doctors? There's a, there's, there's a name for them. Anyway. Neuropathy. He was a yeah, neuropathy. Yeah. And he would work on people's uh, spines and stuff. But he had like 40 patients and 37 of them came out crippled and a couple of them died. Doesn't sound like he's very qualified. And so it's like, yeah, so and it, and the whole point of the whole thing was is how it's kind of like high school. And I don't want to say this against football players, but we, when you do sports, some schools emphasize sports more than study. So they're going to just pass, you know, pass, pass the sports people on. And this yeah, is what sure. this was. It would be hospital to hospital. And he would get away with it because there was really no tangible proof 
that it was neglect on his part until they finally until they finally got him. The police got him. It's fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. Okay, so we're going to go on to. So we're going to go on to the idea that poltergeist can activity mm. is inadvertently, unconsciously created. And I shared yes. a month back. I did. I was invited to do a ghost investigation, and it was local for me. And I, I went to look at the house, and I walked in. It was a nineteen, also a nineteen sixties house, uh, or seventies. It was that long, narrow kitchen into the hallway, then to the front room. And mm -hmm. it was darker to me. And I thought, well, it's always setting up for me to think it's all haunted. And of right. course, I'm looking for spirit. I'm looking to find that spirit person. What are you doing here? Get out of here. <laughs> you know, right. Wake up, wake up. You know, I'm, I'm wanting to do this. And of course, it's always fun to see a new spirit person to see how they can figure their form. And a lot of times, like I said, sometimes people go insane and they get all this distortion uh, shapes. It's just very bizarre. Or I'll just see half of them and it's just endless combinations of distortions of body shapes, depending on the trauma mm -hmm. drama they were going through. Well, instead, mm -hmm. I looked down the kitchen and looked into the hallway and it was all ugh, like tarry, gook. And I had spoke to you earlier about people shooting off their life force, creating mm -hmm. activity in their home. Well, if it bounces off enough walls, it's going to hit something. But you can build it up to not be permanent because they're all energy. And, and people to know about, you know, creating energy between your hands, like ball of energy mm -hmm. and see how far you can put your hands up before it dissipates. dissipates. You can't feel it anymore. Well, all energy can't, unless it has structure, and held into a ball, it will loosen up because the air is moved by walking past things, lights go on, Christmas holidays come by, knock it loose. This was this was thicker. And this was over years, decade of a man coming home from work, and he was a thick, a thick man, as though he was a hard worker. And trauma, drama of his life, he'd come home and he was he was battering his teen teenage boy or nice. sons. And he nice. would pick him up and throw him against the wall at the first opportunity. And there's a lot of abusive relationships out there. And my generation, particularly, uh, people born of the World War II couples, and those people never divorced. They were forever kind of situation. And I was in a Catholic marriage. And that is uh, traumatizing, to say the least, when you have something going wrong in marriage. And a lot of people didn't get divorced in those years. And so, unfortunately, people got into a situation and there'd be abuse and whatever. And we see a lot of that now, abuse and drama and death on TV. And a lot of it's from COVID. A lot of it's from the economy crashing a few times. In my lifetime, uh, from 86, 94, 07, 08, to just recently COVID and then all that, we've had a lot of drama, trauma. And I think it really yeah. emotionally damages us, which is another form of energy being expelled dramatically and against the walls. And of course, people walking through that go, oh, there's a negative spirit, there's a ghost there. In reality, it's all poltergeist activity, but it needs to be broken up. And after we discovered what it was, the woman had a hard time thinking that the people who lived there before had all this drama, but it wasn't a ghost. I think she wanted that. I think she wanted to say, oh, my house is haunted, it's exciting, it's problematic, because it was kind of negative. But she wanted that identity, and I couldn't give it to her. Right. So, right. so I'm telling, I'm building up to um, tell you a little bit about this because I know RSS feed and Facebook. You're listening and not necessarily watching me, <laughs> and that's okay. Well, if you I can add a little at... bit too on this topic too, is that a lot of kids, you know, when they're going through puberty, they have well, they, wanna, they, they, okay, go ahead. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I, I, know I have a really I know you like huh? to quote movies and stuff. I, I know I know you like to do links okay. to movies and stuff. And I, there's two things I want to link. I want to tell you guys about. And I even have this on file here. The Waltons. There's an episode called oh. The Changeling, where Elizabeth yes. is going through puberty. Uh -huh. That's an excellent one because Corbett's the only one that knew what was going on. Also, there's a bio, and I don't remember the title of it, but there is a Bionic Woman episode where a, a young girl is going through puberty as well, and they're having issues in the house. That's right. That's right. Uh, there's a lot of good movies out there with, uh, and the one I was going to mention tonight, 
before I start listing all the ages and what can happen, because I was kind of giving you an overview of how energy is, yeah, <laughs> how it inter interacts with us individually and start and point out that, thank gosh, I don't know everything. I can only right. tell you of my life experiences. And I've, I've been, I came in, in this, when only Sylvia Brown was the big name out there. In right. fact, I actually had one of her husbands come to big Cal Expo, not Cal Expo, community center, big, big events, three day things that I was involved with. And he, you know, needless to say, he thought it was a nice lady and had a good reading from me. But mm -hmm. paranormal activity came out three, four decades back. And it was actually the catalyst for people to get interested in poltergeist activity and the paranormal. I did not see it. I saw clips of it because I wanted to mention it tonight. Even I got scared. Hello. You know, and then the Blair Witch Project was another one that was kind of like the pitiful point of what can you be scared of by not knowing what you're being scared of. Right. And that's another poltergeist idea. See? And, of course, you want to go back to the poltergeist movies <laughs> mm -hmm. with, with real activity going on. But there was a lot of motion of energy and it wasn't a ghost throwing things around in the bedroom where the little girl got kidnapped and thrown into the closet it was poltergeist activity it was the turbulence of the portal coming through the bedroom uh, closet so there's a lot of movies about ghosts a lot of movies about demons a lot of movies about energy but when you think about energy a lot of what you're seeing is energy not necessarily ghosts i'm not diminishing the idea there isn't there's right, spirit right, people right everywhere <laughs> all i have this is crazy people say to me well <clears throat> well nancy do you go to the hospitals do you go to the clinic do you, what happens i says i ignore everybody what's really hard is we have three cemeteries in oroville and they're local where if you want to go somewhere you're going to pass one and it's really hard especially at one end of town i don't go that end i don't want to because if i i try buying larry i just say well, how many are there today? I says, well, there's only three today. <laughs> I don't want to look because <laughs> I just see you know, the of them. Sometimes they'll jump in the car with you too. If you uh, if you make them aware, well, it depends on how they are. Now, if they're stuck, remember I did those cemetery tours and yeah, jumped yeah. out and caught was a creator. And those spirit, those uh, ghosts, <laughs> I call them ghosts, not poltergeist. They would stay there until someone. Now, a few of them I've actually wanted to go back. There was a few that were really, really depressing to me. And I can mm -hmm. go back and, and hug them up and love them and wake them up. Sure, why not? Sure. I just don't live. I live about three hours away, four hours, whatever it is. Um, but I want to start out something uh, at earlier. My sister was born um, 13 months after me. And they always say, oh, I should wait months and months. Make sure that the pregnancy, oh, whatever, whatever. But she had terrible colic for a year. And she really suffered a lot. And I can appreciate, not necessarily my mother and dad, because I don't remember, I was 13 months old when she was born, how angry, upset, uh, trying to be loving to a child that never stops screaming. So even in infanthood, you're going to have a situation that can conjure all kinds of energy that will stay in a house. And how many times in the house will that not dissipate because it's a perpetual motion? It, mm -hmm. it continually, and that's why you hear of families breaking up a child born, uh, violence in the home, or uh, neglect of a baby, or whatever, whatever, it, and it's terrible. I also suffered, uh, my daughter uh, needed uh, surgery at six weeks, and after that, we, we I only stayed home with a telephone company a couple of months, and uh, in the 60s, people did that. You know, they didn't have time off, and... Uh, she and I got the, sick at the same time. And I just don't get angry very easily. I'm just very mm -hmm. trying to be, maybe that's why I'm good at what I do, because I'm a calmer personality. And I remember walking outdoors and getting upset because I couldn't get upset in the house. I couldn't let her know that I was that upset, not to hurt her because I just don't do things like that. But I can understand people who are not emotionally solid. And what makes me that way versus not, you know, I just, <laughs> not that way. 
<laughs> anyway, I want to go on to some ideas. Okay. Um, on TV a few years back, I think it's been five years, it was one of those shows where 20 minutes, 60 minutes, 20, 20, 60, Sunday night, whatever. There was a young girl, blonde, blue-eyed, beautiful little girl, and she was developing mental problems. And the parents had a lovely home. And she became violent, angry, throwing things. And they finally, a schizophrenic paranoia. And mm -hmm. she would... She was so ill, brain, brain, uh, brain chemistry was so a screw. Remember, this is some years back before they spent a lot of time. I think she's a teenager now. And how you better, deal yeah. with it? Yeah, a lot better. I think I just saw something. She's 13 or 14. Anyway, can you imagine the household with her screaming, yelling at the creatures that she's seeing floating around her? It was terrible. She'd see a clock. She'd see a puppet. She'd see a mountain lion. Of course, he's not spirits because of what she described. She had a, a character called Seven. Mm -hmm. What's a Seven look like? You know, and it disrupted her life. And there was a lot of violence in the household. And I thought to myself, I actually thought of this at the time, how disrupted the family. Well, it's mm -hmm. it's awful, but they did have a second child. And that little boy, about six, seven years old, started developing the same thing. And it broke the parents up. They couldn't handle it. So one took one child and the other one took the other child. And I, I would well, like to really know how they're doing, what business of mine to even be interested. I'm, I'm not curious only, but my sympathy to those parents, if you hear, mm -hmm. hear me. Um, a lot of times these, these children are very smart, uh, and I don't know why that happens, but a lot of them are brilliant, like autistic or autism. Um, in my family, we have... Um, high functioning autism and the brilliance of these two boys is just amazing to me. Mm -hmm. uh, well, how does that happen? And they're the ones that had the musical, the art talent, but it just makes sense. But the uncontrolled energy, and the violence mm -hmm. that can come with it is scattered all through the house. And a lot of times it disrupts the family in so many ways. It does not happen to everyone, but if I don't bring up a thought and you're seeing this in your house, you have to appreciate the energies shoot off them like spikes and if they hit you and put you in a bad space what does that do to the dynamics of the family environment and yourself so it's something to think about and so unfortunately last i heard the young boy he said to the parents one day he says i need to go to the hospital they were so smart they knew that they were something was broke within them i think she had two but the little boy did too uh it would break my heart i wouldn't even know how to deal with it how do you deal with something you're not familiar with? Anyway, so I want to go on. So do you have a question, uh, a story on children, Char? I do. I do. I actually do. Um, okay. Uh, a couple of times we've been on cases where the, the child is young, not necessarily going through puberty, but you get the young ones, you know, that they're not even one or two yet. And at night, and especially this is one particular case, at night, the pots and pans, they were, they were here, the cabinets opening and the pots and pans were clang. Like somebody was banging them. It happened, it happened every night. And so it turned out that that kid not only had psychic abilities, but she was able to use those psychic abilities and project them out to grab stuff, uh, you know, out of the cabinets. Um, these, a similar case with the other one, only with them was electrical stuff where the electric toothbrushes would turn on at like four in the morning, things like that. Then you get the older kids and, you know, you do run into those from time, from time to time too doing this. And it's just, it's just something, you know, they get to a certain age and their hormones are going crazy and uh, that's when it all starts to set off and uh, you know this the particular case we did with this older kid the, the the front door would open and close at night by itself you know the doors were slamming to all the rooms yeah and, and that's the hormonal differences in the yeah, puberty they, stages the family thought they had a demon in the house because the doors were you know open and closing by themselves but it turned out to be the, the, this, the, this boy that they had in the house you know that was yeah. there so you have to be very um, careful. That's why we have the questionnaire we have, you know, to go through and really, really question everybody to see what's actually going on. Right. And I have on their dating. Can you imagine a 13, 14 year old boys and girls out first time feeling the emotions of, of life and mm -hmm. the excitement? Um, I've, I've talked to people that adults, women and men who broke up and their hearts are just ripped out of their chest. They just can't even breathe. Well, can you imagine mm -hmm. a 13, 14 year old? And what if you don't know anything about it and they're holding it in? 
you know, nowadays people are reaching out TikTok, Facebook and whatever, whatever, talking about these relationships parents don't know anything about, but they have all this activity in their house. Maybe you sit down and talk to the child and said, what's going on? And then instead of thinking you have ghosts or paranormal activity <laughs> going on, uh, that was quite a scary movie. I think it was 1974, 1970, 74. I mean, it's really an old movie. Um, I've, I've never seen like, it. Oh, <laughs> it's like the it's equivalent of the scare of the movie Jaws. <laughs> scared the TVs out me. Yeah. Well, when it came out, it was the big thing to watch. We didn't have all the slatter, slasher movies and all the things that right, you right, had right. these. And so when I saw uh, Jaws, a lot of the women left the studio. I mean the theater. So it was that to that dramatic. Um, break uh, teenagers dating. Um, the girl never gets noticed. Can you imagine the built-up anxiety and frustration? Now, yes, we need to talk to our kids, absolutely. But with that, when you have activity in the house, lights go on, off, doors open and close, and not necessarily a ghost. Uh, right. So when I was raising my kids, the pots and pans were the number one go-to place. And I remember both my kids, the kids are both gifted, pots and pan noise. So... I both my kids found the cabinets, the pots and pans. Why buy toys that climb into the kitchen cupboards? I mean, come on, you know, right? Clang, 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 and we'd just go like this. And then I remember hearing those noises. They wouldn't call out their cribs, that noise would go off because that was so exciting to them to make noise. And I remember right. going somewhere and a child will start screaming. I think, well, that child must be one and a half, two years old because they, they've discovered their voice. And they want to see how loud it is. And if you go on Home Depot, where it seems like it's loudest, they'll project and scream as loud as they can because it's a big room. Why do it at home? You get in trouble. But if you're out in public, they're going to scream that voice out. And if you're at home and you get, oh, my God, that kid yells one more time, I'm going to have a fit. Well, guess what? Then your anxiety is going to go and double on the child because all child doing is expressing himself. I wonder what my voice sounds like. It's like watching a baby discover the fingers and toes. But once that voice is discovered, it makes noise. I, I can make a lot of noise. Uh, the dating scene. I got a call from another a lady. This is like the fourth one this year. I'm going to give big cautions out there. Uh, very difficult, very difficult. They get um, approached on uh, Match.com or Twitch or whatever, and it's a handsome man. And they always live in the neighborhood. They're always working out of town. And they're always working remote. It's always hours uh, time zone. So you can never do a visual. You can only talk on the phone because he's hiding in, the, in his bunk. You know, please stay away from that. So the woman calls two, three days back. Um, just terrible, terrible. And... Uh, so distraught and I know she wanted to share with me because she felt like he had gotten into her computer and she was warning me about this well I'm married 21 years I'm not be dating here <laughs> but I have had three others and one lady got one lady so I got some little stories <laughs> rumbled my brain I had an individual who was an invalid diabetes in the hospital Sending somebody overseas an Iraq money for his daughter. And the friend sitting in the room with her got so upset that she ended up calling me up and wanted me to call her this patient. I did. It didn't do any good. I says, you, you've never seen a picture of him? Did it ever question you that you've not met him? And did you ever question that he doesn't speak with, the, he speaks with a foreign accent? So AI now will take your voice and give you any accent you want. They can make it English if you're French or other cultures, and they'll give you an accent. So when my ladies are getting um, calls from these gentlemen and they're hearing everything they want to hear, and then about six months in, they'll make sure they hooked you. They'll tell you everything a woman wants to hear. They say, you know, I'm on this uh, ship at sea. Or I'm in um, a bunker or some place. Would you send a $25 gift card to my daughter for Christmas or her birthday? 
please everybody. Can you imagine the energy that's going off in these women? My heart bleeds. I can't help it. I just, and then I have my ladies who won't go on anymore because they, they can't trust. I says, well, first thing you want to do is see the person. Two weeks, if you don't see them, uh, meet up with them. Two weeks, you've got to have coffee. Otherwise, just hang up on them. They're trying to scam you. Mm -hmm. But what I get from that is the emotional turmoil that's going on. Remember, I'm going to bring up something of my witnessing the distraught person in their home. Put the music on, a soft, soft crying music, I call it, and just ball your eyes out. What do you think you're doing to your house? Every time you go into that part of the house, that chair you sat in and cried your eyes out, every time you walk by, you're going to think of that man. You're going to think of this distraught. You know what you're doing is you're walking by your own life force and you're feeling your own distraught feelings. That poltergeist isn't hitting you in the face of the frying pan or it's cup going across the room. It's hitting you right in your heart. Every time you walk by, that is also poltergeist activity. Do you have something you want to... I'm going to go on to military. Shari, have a, moving, another story. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. I, I actually do but, about that case in Woodland. Go ahead. Case we have in Woodland. It was an older couple, uh, retired, you know, old, older couple who had an autistic son. No, I think it was MS, not autistic. And it's calling me tonight. Oh, bill collector. Uh, he, he had a son that was uh, had, had MS. And autism, I think. And um, the man had this personality that he seemed angry all the time. You know, we came out um, to the investigation and initially, because there's stuff going on in the house, right? There's stuff being thrown around the house. And initially they thought they had a demon in there and I'm walking around oh. the rooms and I look up on the walls and there's nothing but there's nothing but blessed religious icons on the walls. And I looked at her and I said, if this was a demon, you know, that wouldn't be there. Flat out. Because they were Catholic. So um, I was dealing with you and I was dealing with two, two other psychics trying to figure this case out because oh. it just didn't add up. Because the man was complaining that, you know, he, he every little thing he thought was haunted. He was sending me photos and all this other stuff. And I had to debunk and debunk and debunk. And I couldn't put, I couldn't just figure it out. You know, where he said, oh, my son saw something. His eyes were wide. He was looking at this stuff. And I just could not figure this out. First, I thought it was a kid because the kid was sick. Well, not a kid mm -hmm. in his 30s, but because he was sick yeah. and I couldn't, you know, I thought maybe it was him. But I get to find out that the man was so angry, you know, after going through this, that when he would go to sleep at night, he was causing the activity to occur, some of the activity to occur in the house. Built up also, frustration, anger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it turned out, and I said, you know, I said, I have a question for you. Have you ever had surgery of any kind? He said, yeah, I had a tumor on my brain. It's gone. And I said, well, when's the last time you were checked for that? And he didn't like it. He thought I had a bad attitude. He said, what do you mean I got to get checked for that? And I just said, that, that tumor oh. may be coming back. This is why you're having these issues. Sure enough, he goes to the, you know, he goes to the oncologist, has a scan. He's got another tumor growing. Oh, so you were a blessing. Yeah. You probably so saved we, his life. Yeah. So between the tumor and the fact that he was always stressed out with you know, taking care of the kid, well, the, the son, that was causing a lot, the majority of the activity in the house. He was causing it. I've been there, in, these there 30, in these 33 yeah. years, there's been activities, wars. But I've been, you know, the universe takes certain populations say, okay, Nancy, this is your group, right? right? And over the years, I've been really lucky not to have to think about how to help people dealing with military wounded um right. i'm all for uh yeah i'm all for the vet programs i'm for wounded warriors i think it's all just terrific mm -hmm. even i wouldn't know it'd be like have, having a child always a child if you have to take care of so i wouldn't you know so my training you know it's right. somewhere else right but the people um boy i have really it's really hard um the mother got got tired and mm -hmm. so she and the man were starting to figure out, trying to figure out what to do. And the guilt was so big. And I remember her crying, like, I can't give up on him. And it was just like he was wounded. It's not like there was some other problem, like, like she beat him or if he was born disabled. At some point, a parent, and this has happened too, where they have to, um, 
we'll have to think about what to do for the child if they were to die. And so this is one of the conversations and this woman was just, I just remember she wouldn't listen to me. She, she wouldn't make a plan. She wouldn't do anything. All she could think about. And I remember her, I don't remember if we came to conclusion. It's been three, four years, I guess. But mm -hmm. I remember thinking there's no easy fix for this because she didn't want to give them up. But she, I think she was in her early 70s, five, six mm -hmm. years ago. Um, and I remember he had been wounded. And he was not a small man. He was a bigger man. And he had to be taken care of like a small child. And uh, I, I don't know. I believe in survival. I believe that we choose a life and the experience you'll get from it. And so she chose to be the woman that would take care of her wounded children, child. Mm -hmm. uh, and clearly, if something happened to one of my kids, I'd be taking care of a child too. But there has to be a place where it will kill you. And we know about children take care of disabled parents or sick sick parents, mm -hmm. and they can die. And uh, Char and I have talked about this with people. So uh, it can kill you. So this, I've never, I don't think, well, I can see her. She is a blonde lady. So if if I'm talking about you, I'd like to know what happened if you listen to this broadcast. A slim lady with blonde hair, and her son was larger, maybe five ten to six foot, two hundred pound body kind of a thing. Probably a lot thinner now, but I never did find out the uh, how it turned out. So that that is very distressful to me because we've had on clip ongoing conflicts since World War II. You know, with the Korean War and the Vietnam War and all that, just on and on. It never seems to end. There's so much tragedy on TV. And and you'll hear people say, well, don't watch TV for a while. We want to see it. We're curious. You know, we want to know what's happening, yet it's affecting us. It mm -hmm. does. It can't help but see the burials of children and young women and men. Um, diagnose mental or chemical usages. Everybody has watched TV about people being schizophrenic paranoia or some other mental illness and they go off and kill everybody in the family and they had some or the shootings that have been done and they say well and had been diagnosed and they explode inside and then they take a gun and take it out on everybody so that repercussions of not only him but of the victims to the families can imagine what kind of energy i'm not saying that this creates that energy continually but we're in a situation we have to keep it calm not to put the energy away from everybody, but learn how to dissipate it in a healthy way. Take up walking, take up running, take up something that we use. It. And someone could get mad at me listening to this and say, well, I want to grieve. Absolutely. But in the grieving process, it's very difficult because I've lost people and people close to me and friends. And we have to grieve it in our own way. But you don't want to wound another soul. So I was saying something earlier. I didn't finish Stephen. I have a oh. wonderful poster, and I'll bring it next week. It's something, and it's quite large, and it has a picture of a, a circle that looked like a sun, and it says, "Entrance to another soul is always a sacred honor." Love that. Love it. And with that thought, we can never damage another soul. We're here to have experiences, and so are they. So if we bombard somebody with our stuff, and it's not accepted by them we impose on them then you're wounding another soul so we have to always be careful we're living our life for experience we're not here to damage everybody so all this violence going on i cannot tell you if it's a plan it's an anchor in time or it's spontaneous violence i just don't have answers um the last thing a couple things would be spouses abuse everybody who's had spouse abuse understands that um the, the traumatic. Um, I was buying furniture one day at 1970. Oh, it was my gosh, it was such a long time ago. Um, 80s, early 90s, and uh, O.J. Simpson trial was going, was uh, had just been happened, and he got in the uh, Bronco. And the activity in the furniture store, uh, Madison Avenue near Dewey, and everybody was watching TV, and I was thinking, there's not anybody helping me with this. I need something here. And everybody was watching him get away. And I can appreciate how awful that must have been for everybody who lived in the neighborhood and all the families. Uh, spousal abuse, uh, divorce, 
death of the spouse. Those are probably the biggest things that can happen to a family and it can be very destructive. So in that case, you know, we're not talking the victim because the victim mm -hmm. is dead or if mm -hmm. the victim is hospitalized or the victim is in recovery, all those things create tremendous amount of energy. Um, anybody who's been through divorce understands that, including myself. Uh, illness, absolutely. I, I was a cancer patient with my first husband. When my second husband uh, had Graves' disease, and it was quite traumatic. So we go through this all the time. And it, unfortunately, do we get cold to it? Do we get indifferent to it? Do we pat someone mm -hmm. back and say, I'm sorry, you're going through it? Every case, everybody is different. Some spouses don't know how to deal with it. They just turn away and walk away. Wow, I don't know what to say, so I won't say anything at all. Tough. Mm -hmm. It's really tough. Who says we have it? You know, when I had children, I don't remember the hand of God coming down with a little book and says, this is for this child. This is how you raise this child. I always said it's a day-by-day -day learning experience. It's No one knows how to raise a child. When they get, get, even Dr. Spock, who wrote the book on how to raise children, the only thing that was good for was spanking kids. <laughs> After a while, all of his theories didn't pan out. You know, so the big joke was, Dr. Spock, we use the book on the kids, but <laughs> that was all it was. And, and the ones that we watch online end up being abusers themselves. This woman was thrown in jail because she abused her family, and she was the icon on, well, I'm not, she's a blonde lady, I don't know her name, but I heard about it, I said, you mean she was making a living on how to tell people how to raise their kids, and she was abusing their children? Hello. Can you imagine what those children are going to go through? Not only are they going to have to have therapy for 30 years how are they going to learn to balance themselves when they're always afraid mm -hmm. it's like people who've been on fires when i was in the fire up there where i live in hornbrook and they we, guy comes by he says you got 10 minutes to get out of here and the pieces of trees that were floating around as big as my thumb <laughs> i went may not come back to a house that trauma I tell you makes makes you wonder you know, how, how, okay, the, if this experience, how I deal with it is the reason why we're here. Yet it affects our energy, it affects us all. And so with caution, don't always assume it's a ghost. There's plenty of them, but they're not. I have all these years, if something gets thrown at you, hits you in the head, it could be your anxiety because of the ghost being there. It may not be the ghost. Ghosts are stupid. They're kind of like, <laughs> what am I doing in this world? I hate myself. <laughs> they just clumber up. A spirit who's a, a conscious spirit isn't out there to hurt you. we got to figure out who the demons are if they're real. You know, I want to see one. But most of the time, it's because, the, and I've just given you 10, 12 exper experiences there that would cause yeah. so much damage in a household, throwing things around making you feel sick to your stomach, nauseous, make you feel unwell, not let you sleep at night. Yes, we talked about what the damage there is, and Shar and I, we're almost an hour up, I know she has a class, but maybe maybe sometime, not next time, because it's right holiday time, somebody will talk about these energies and how it feels, because I have felt it. Maybe give you a heads up what it feels like so you can get a better idea. Mm -hmm. And the essence of a spirit when I was doing all the cemetery tours, and this spirit person from gosh, now 1880 would come up, and this big robe to big heavy man went stand still. He goes, oh, <laughs> he's just so pleased that someone's noticing him. And then I I grabbed that woman who had six weeks left the dot before she died of pancreatic cancer, and she felt the air. So I've never felt the air before and thought about it. I feel the air was cool and I put it right in the middle of the spirit man and both of them grinned the spirit man was like ah! <laughs> and then the ghosts they're so encapsulated in their own grief of what their family member had to go through they weren't there to hurt us I'd try look at them and go wake up you know um, Marianne Mobley is that what was her name the little girl with the pearl necklace you took a picture of no, um, you've told me her name a few times. And I can't. I remember. cannot think of it now. See, I don't Mo was her last name Mobley? Anyway, no. she was near her stone, but a ghost, not a spirit, not a ghost. She was hanging around there, and I told Char, I said, "What is she here for?" You know, she was looking at us and smiling, and Char, just clever woman, she comes up with the camera, click just the right moment, 
and yeah, you can see it. her pearl, young girl, 12, 13, with her pearls on. It doesn't make sense sometimes. You know, why are they in the mm -hmm. stone? Why in the wall? Clearly, I felt like she was a, a spirit, not a ghost, because she enjoyed her company. Woolsey. But she wasn't walking. Woolsey. Wait, was Woolsey. She wasn't a spirit that would walk around watching us, mm -hmm. watching me give a tour, waiting to be acknowledged. Those are spirits who wish to be acknowledged. But she wasn't quite a ghost because it didn't feel like she was lost as much as she was looking at us while we were looking at her. Very amazing, everybody. I just love this. And then the friends that have visited me after they died Dick showed up one night, day, and I felt death so strongly. And I went, wait a minute, where? <laughs> wait a minute, I'm not ready. And then I felt him jump up and down, like, wait a minute, it's me. I went, Dick, I know it's you now. <laughs> and he brushed by me when we had had our conversation. I went, I'll be darned. Thank you, Dick. And he was off. Just amazing, everybody. I hope I've entertained you and you learned something from me. And if you have any ideas of what you would like me to talk about, please send off a note to Char. Char, yep. give your email address sometime during this. Oh, here it is. Uh, well, wait a minute. Now that's something else. But give Caesar's it, Ghost, because we're always CES. interested in oh, no, what you want to know. Caesar's Ghost123 at gmail.com. C-E-S-A-R-S-G-H-O-S-T-123 at gmail.com. So I've had fun talking to you. It's a topic that maybe I wouldn't have thought about before, but something prompted us. I think we're doing these investigations, and we were talking about a young woman. Uh, it's been some months, and it really uh, thought there was a ghost. And she calls me up, and I put a line to her. Don't tell me how I do, ask me how I do this. I don't know. But she told me about where the house was, and the minute she said that I could get into the house and into her mind, I went, oh, shock, there's no ghost here. It's all her. Boom. <laughs> and then she finds the story out, and she called me up. She says, you will not believe what was going on in that woman's life. No wonder. Oh, no right. wonder. And how, how baffling for the woman going through all this turmoil in her life thinking, oh, well, now we've got a ghost. Come on. Get this out of here so I can be in my turmoil all by myself please <laughs> you sure i had to go tell her listen lady it's you calm down get yeah. over it <laughs> terrible i feel well, so I mean, bad I've been, with, I've been in situations where the the, the husband and wife are fighting uh -huh. and they don't have a resolution when they go to bed and then the next thing you know they think they've got a ghost in the house because they're banging in the walls and stuff because it's either him <laughs> yes, or her you know the energy that you know, when they're trying to sleep that energy is coming off we're so amazing. I love, uh, I, you know, everybody knows I'm a, kind of a geeky kind of person. I read up on the space programs and Dr. McConkie and all this. And he, he did a, a video not too long ago. I just watched it. And he says, the universe is so amazing. We're, we are just at the tip of the iceberg trying to figure out how it all works. Well, listen, everybody, it happens like that right here. And people say to me, we cannot survive. We're only a piece of dust in the cosmos. I says, yeah, but there's a lot of dust. And, I can't tell you. And Char and I have done this many times. Well, not this show, but lots of times. And one of the favorite things she likes to do is say, okay, we'll do readings. Nancy, why don't you tell them who's standing next to them? Oh, come on. How am I supposed to know cultures? And I just grabbed this dead person standing next to somebody. Really? I'm going to make it up, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or tell them what the wallpaper looks like when she's that one that was rocking. Oh chair. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the wallpaper. <laughs> How many times the have I done that? Wallpaper and the years? color and the color always gets me, and it's the same exact thing that she says it is, and it's just like, wow, we walked. I know. She just built it. Some days, Char goes, God damn it, Nancy. <laughs> so I do this with awe and like, no kidding, everybody. Come on, and you think I'm going to make up something like seeing spirit people and dead people standing next to you? What is the percentage of me trying to do that? Especially all these people I don't know. I don't know people in Pennsylvania call me up. It calls a show because they just happen to see it. Please. <laughs> I'm just dumbfounded. I was born with this, everybody. My father had a gift. His mother had a gift. I mean, it goes on and on. Her mother had the gift. And they tabled. She was born 1900 from 1901. And so when she was a toddler, she used to watch her mom table tip with a bunch of girlfriends. Come on. Generational. Yeah. Okay, chart. I know it's 29. I did it. 
She has a class, so we're going to have to yeah. make it a little shorter. Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, like I said, I will be here tomorrow. Well, not here tomorrow, but we will be live tomorrow. Keep an eye out on the scheduling because I don't know. Well, probably more likely the 6 p.m. show because we're going to try and get there extra early. But if, we, if we're if we frozen out of that, we're going to go grab some dinner and then come back <laughs> for the 7.30 show. So it's more than likely the 6 p.m. show because I'm going to go down there about 4, 4 p.m. to park. And uh, so that'll be live. That's about a 30, it's about a 20 to 30 minute show. But we'll also take you around and we'll, we'll show you, we'll show you the Ferris wheel that's down there and the, the different Ooh, things they have. How fun. And the tree, you know, that lights up and turns off and lights up by itself, you know, lights up and the snacks that they have out there, the funny shaped balloons. So yeah, so we're going to do that tomorrow. And again, Sunday evening, right? Sunday evening is Christmas Eve and it's going to be an after 6 PM show as well for, um, that uh, light thing out at Cal Expo as well, you know, too. So we're going to be live that night. Now, Monday, um, it's Christmas, so I will be reading. For, we're going to kind of go to flip the schedule. I will be reading from the Scary Christmas Storybook. And Tuesday, in fact, Monday, I got to work on Christmas Day to, to do a, a pre record with a woman in Australia who's going to, I'm going to put the show out on, on Tuesday. And she is an, ex, well, an expert or somebody that knows about children who have been abducted by aliens so we're going to do that on tuesday and then wednesday i think we'll read from that christmas traditions book because that book is really fun to read from so that'll be wednesday and then thursday i'll probably have another guest on and then friday nancy will be on and then we're back on schedule for the new year I, and i so have so much fun doing this as you sharp yeah it's yeah you know it's like nancy make your brain work i, I used to be an engineering supervisor <laughs> so i'm looking uh, for the years 24 years you look at details a lot right so I love breaking apart a topic, and uh, this is giving us a good experience. So we don't know what we're going to talk about next week. So if anybody has a good idea, it'll be on New Year's weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's going to be here, but we could talk about anything you want me to talk about. So if you want sure. to know, otherwise, Char and I will just put heads together and and maybe predictions. If you have prediction questions or something, maybe mm -hmm. we should do that. All right, everybody. Good night. And uh, Char, and, take uh, it away. Yeah. Okay, and take it away. Woo! Okay. And uh, tonight, again, I will be on TikTok building another gingerbread house. So if you have a TikTok account, you know, be over on TikTok looking out for that. I'm thinking it'll be close to 845 to 9 o'clock for me to do that and get that started today. But I will be on TikTok, and uh, finally I've got the stuff I need to build the stupid thing. So, I mean, this thing. So we're, I'm going to be building that live. <laughs> not stupid, so, beautiful. Christmas <laughs> I had to add some old Halloween candy to it because I've, I've used up a lot of candy on the other one. Oh, you're going to so, put yeah. Halloween candy on a Christmas. <laughs> Why not? I don't, I've got these. You, know, you, you know, thought like you'd say old, that real quick, huh? <laughs> those old-timey cigarettes. You remember, remember those old-timey cigarettes you used to buy? Yep. And they were that, yeah. just sugar. It's just the sugar pulls. Well, yeah, I remember. When I bought Halloween candy at the dollar store, they had smaller, thin ones. And I they didn't know they the made box. them anymore. Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing when so, I was a kid. They're not cigarettes, but they're you know they're the same thing. So I can use those on this, and then I have some dum dums you know that I can cut, and some bubblegum um, lollipops that I can cut. Oh, how fun, Char! So I'm gonna okay, cut the tips going, off. Kid. Them, you know what's it? No, I'm, uh, my class is eight o'clock. Okay. Just in case we run late. So anyway, so that's what's happening the next three days. So be on the lookout tomorrow for. The theater of lights, and uh, hopefully at 6 p.m. tomorrow that uh, we can do that. That will be a, a live stream of, the, of that, probably on StreamYard. Um, StreamYard did okay last night. The only problem with StreamYard is we can't zoom in on things. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing wrong with it is you can't zoom. So what you see is what you get in that little box, right? So I'm thinking, you know, like I said, because of my battery situation on my phone, I'm going to have to use StreamYard until I get a better battery because if I plug in the mic... Or try to use my headset. It, well, not even the headset, but if I plug in a mic, you're, it's going to drain power. And if I use the headset, I don't know if the sound canceling on the headset will allow you to hear what's going, you know, what's going on with Mark Twain and all, all the characters. So we're going to do it with Streamyard. Anyway, I will see you guys tomorrow, probably around six ish, six ish. Have a great evening. And if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We're just looking to get this, <laughs> this puppy out there. You know, do that distribution, do that distribution. And uh, so, but, but it's going really good. Okay, so I want to thank everybody. I want to thank Michelle again for the generous donation last night. I really appreciate that. Always looking to, you know, 
to keep things going and extras and whatever else we need here. Okay, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Let me give you the answers. I see Pamela's in the chat room, Karen's in the chat room, and Jerry's in the chat room. Yeah. So and for those of you on the up. Yeah. And for those of you on the RSS feed, thank you so much. And uh I, I appreciate all the following. I do, I appreciate all the following. So I'm gonna give you Nancy's contact information and I'm gonna sign off here and get ready for my class. And like I said, come online, you know, anywhere between 8.45 and 9 o'clock tonight, and I should be ready to go on TikTok tonight. So all right. Here we go. Websites, nancymats.com, that is all lowercase, nancymatsauthor.com, the N, the M, and the A are capped, youtube.com forward slash nancymatspsychic, the Y, the N, the M, and the P are capped. She's got some books. Help, get me out of this funk. Two Worlds, Developing Your Psychic Skills. And you got the unwilling sacrifice. And of course, you can get those at Amazon.com. <clears throat> All right, guys, it's been real. Nancy, it's always real. It's always fun. <laughs> Thank you, dear. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody, and happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. See ya. Bye.